From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough and Imran Ansari. It is Thursday. Imran is back. The world is back on its axis. (laughs) Imran, it's always better to have you with us than not. Thank you for coming back. Yeah, great to be back. Um, I would ask you where all you've been gallivanting to, but I don't think we have time to cover all of the uh, the adventures of one Imran Ansari. Um, but some things have been happening while you were out. And last week, you know, I had to have former prosecutor Bob Barr and a former uh, def- criminal defense lawyer, Alan Dershowitz. You may have heard of the guys. Uh, they filled <laughs> in for you and they did a pretty good job. Um, but I had not had a chance to ask you your thoughts on particularly the January 6th Jack Smith uh, indictment that's been brought. And by this time next week, we may have an indictment out of Georgia to be talking about. But um, your mentor, Mr. Dershowitz and Mr. Barr, who is on the opposite end of the uh, kind of political spectrum from Allen, they they both did not have much nice things to say about this January 6th indictment. What 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 say you, Mr. Imran Ansari? Yeah, no. So, uh, Kevin, I um, it's 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 hard what to make of it. And listen, if there is a uh, solid case uh, to show that Donald Trump uh, had an involvement in what, you know, this is my opinion. I I, I am not a fan of what happened on January 6th. Um, I don't think anybody there, is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was a, an embarrassment to our, our nation to see our, our great capital, uh, you know, sort of desecrated like that. And that's my opinion. Um, but uh, we have to look at these indictments uh, with a microscope because it's not indicting, uh, you know, any indictment. I shouldn't say that. Any indictment is something that should be scrutinized because it's bringing someone up on felony charges. Uh, now, when you have that dealing with the former president of the United States and uh, what is turning out to be uh, one indictment was unprecedented, but this is just. Uh, an incredible time in history that we're seeing now um, and how it plays out is going to be very important for time to come because it's unprecedented now, but then it's going to be making precedent going forward. Uh, with the latest indictments, uh, the amplification, if you will, of the criminal charges that Donald Trump is facing in multi- multiple jurisdiction, um, you have to look at it with a very close eye. And I'm hoping that the evidence is going to be solid uh, in these uh, federal investigations. And I'm saying I'm hoping it will be solid because it's a big thing for a federal prosecutor to go forth with an indictment, uh, especially on this scale. You know, well, we've seen the indictment on a state level here in New York, which were, uh, I would say, um, not strong. And I think it's going to be put to the test. I think it was a stretch. I think it was a stretch of facts in order to somehow, you know, sh- uh, make the shoe fit for the law. And an indictment shouldn't be that, right? You should have right. a clear violation of the law uh, in order to bring a solid indictment and bring those cases before a grand jury and vote them out. Um, so the federal cases, I think they're stronger. Uh, I think that, um, you know, some of the evidence there that we're seeing uh, has been thought out. And uh, listen, I, I think it's a, a, an strange time in history here in the United States uh, with these indictments going forward. Um, but I can say that those who support Donald Trump are unwavering, uh, no no matter what is being well, thrown me, at them. Let me replay, well, I don't have the audio, but let me relay some of what 
Professor Dershowitz said and get your response to that because he is, you know, a mentor to you and many lawyers across the country. And um, if he was a prosecutor, I'm not aware of his prosecutorial chops, but I did speak with Andy McCarthy and Bob Barr, both who made a living as prosecutors, and you've done some prosecution in your past uh, as well. Um, but Dershowitz's take on it and again, he stands a little bit alone in kind of the, the unique world that he is because he really calls balls and strikes. He's not, I mean, he, he supports mostly Democrats, but he has uh, rigorously gone through these, these indictments. And he said the Mar-a-Lago, the, the, the documents case is probably the strongest of the ones that have been filed uh, thus far. But his assessment of the January 6th indictment is that Jack Smith is kind of back to his clownish ways that that he was under when he was trying to uh, indict the uh, governor of Virginia, which he was overturned at the Supreme Court nine or eight nothing at the time. Like none of the uh, none of the justices thought he had brought uh, the uh, the case as it should have been brought, or he did not bring it on evidence that was necessary. And Dershowitz talked about how he's trying to shoehorn what you just said where that you're you're trying to make something fit into statutes or jurisdictions that it that doesn't really match and so they don't in the january 6th case did anybody like the outcome of the day no did are the people that that broke the law should they be prosecuted yes did the president have anything to do legally with the incitement of that which is the statement in the in the um indictment and and Dershowitz thinks it's a bit of a stretch and that it's just a poorly he, he compared it actually favorably to the Alvin Bragg indictment in terms of the seriousness of it which I it kind of shocked me a little bit um, but in terms of the 45 pages itself or the 15 pages whatever it is um, what did you think of the strength of the case that Jack Smith brought well Kevin I mean I listen I I may differ with the good professor uh, in terms of my opinion. I, I mean, I think there's problems uh, for former President uh, Trump. And I also think that you, you're going to see people who are close to him. Uh, well, Dershowitz thinks the there's going to be convictions. He thinks and he thinks yeah. in New York and D.C. especially. He just doesn't think that they survive on the appeal level, which I, I mean, he's and he wrote about this in his book. I mean, he's thought about this way in advance of most of us in terms of that. But he said you'll get a jury to convict in DC and New York, no problem, that's gonna happen. The question will be what happens when it gets to the serious review at the appellate level. Right, well, yeah, I mean, listen, I, it's all about evidence and whether the uh, the evidence support the charges ultimately. You know, I, there's gonna be a problem if you have people like Bill Barr and Mike Pence who were in the inner circle there coming forward and testifying against the former president. You know, at, at some point, you're gonna have to look uh, in the mirror and realize that the legal problems are mounting and perhaps, you know, you're what is it, have 561 candidates. years in prison if he if he gets convicted on all of them right now. I mean, and nobody thinks that he'll do that much time. Like there's I don't even think people that I mean, he may get sentenced for, but I don't think anybody thinks he'll actually do that much. Anyway, uh, very interesting stuff. We've got actually some updates on some of that to talk about tonight. And on the other side of the aisle, uh, it looks like that gun statute that was used in the Hunter Biden case has been um, has been impacted by a ruling from the Fifth Circuit. So we'll talk about that tonight before we're done as well. And uh, like I said, we've got some updates, plus a very interesting case out of Nebraska in which um, racism is the uh, is the charge for uh, a, a film program that they have there saying that it's a race exclusive program and therefore should not be allowed to continue. All that and more on Legal Night as we just are getting underway here in New York. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. Stay here.
Every day we hear about another familiar brand selling out their customers and going woke. Americans are sick and tired of having leftist propaganda jammed into every product they consume. Woke mobile companies are no different. For years, they have been dumping millions into liberal causes and we had to take it because you need a cell phone and probably thought there was no alternative. I've got news for you. There is. And I want you to make the switch today. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area minus the leftist propaganda. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you'll be sending a message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Gorka or call 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation and a performance guarantee today with the offer code Gorka. We are making a difference. Join me and make the switch today. patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A 878-PATRIOT. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. It's back to school season and many students finish college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in that position? Tell them about Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting, which allows you to speed your way into the legal field and make great money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. I'm told district attorneys are in dire need of court reporters. Courts, schools, and television stations are all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. With the national shortage, NCRA partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z, and it's being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Ron had a tax problem he just couldn't handle on his own. I owed the IRS taxes for over five years, but I didn't have any money to pay the taxes. Those years cost him dearly. Most of it was fees and interest. It was horrible. Ron finally called in the pros. I called Optima Tax Relief, and boy, am I happy I did. (laughs) The leading tax resolution firm, Optima, is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. They've resolved over a billion dollars for their clients. Ron was overjoyed. They settled my account with IRS. I was ecstatic. They are a lifesaver. They are. I am so happy. <laughs> Take Ron's advice and call Optima now for a free consultation. Yeah, don't do like I did and wait. Call Optima Tax Relief. Do it now. You'll be ecstatic like me. <laughs> call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Mike Gallagher wants everything on the table. We better embrace every path that the Democrats embraced in 2020. Mail-in ballots, early voting, ballot harvesting, because guess what? They're beating us using those tools. And that's not going to change. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970. The answer. Of all the boys, boys, boys. And now boys, from boys, New York, boys, back boys, to boys. Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin boys. McCullough. Of all the boys I've known and I've known some. And we're back. It's legal night. One of the more, uh, I don't know, fun nights for me because I get to sit at the feet of great lawyers and learn things uh, like Imran Ansari, who's my uh, co-host every night. And when he's gone, you know, we, we have to pull in the, uh, <clears throat> the, 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 the faulty substitutes of people like Andy McCarthy and Alan Dershowitz and Bob Barr. Uh, but anyway, very interesting to see uh, uh, how all of this is going down. And, you know, one of the complaints, Imran, from the center right side of the uh, of the whole equation has been how come they're throwing the book at Trump for absolutely everything? And they're basically ignoring every single thing that we pretty much have evidence for in the Hunter Biden case. 
Um, and famously, of course, his plea bargain got thrown out. We talked a little. Did we talk about? Did you and I talk about that yet? I'm not sure if we, if you and I did get to talk about that. But in that, in that, in those charges that he's facing, there is a federal gun statute that got dealt with in a fifth uh, Fifth Circuit court decision today. Explain what the statute is, and then explain how the court's decision impacts his case. Sure. So, I mean, this is a uh, this could be favorable for for Hunter Biden. But, you know, I Kevin, you know, the, I don't think the the legal woes of Hunter Biden are, are necessarily ending. I, I, I'm pretty sure that they're going to continue to investigate because there's a lot of people who want to there's know a slow simmer the under truth. the surface is what yeah, you're saying. Right. And I'm saying, listen, uh, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Right. So if you're going to you, you pry into and, and target uh, you know, the former president, Donald Trump, for his alleged wrongdoings, then, you know, it's going to you know, it's going to have to be on the same side uh, and the same sort of track with with the Bidens. Um, and I'm all for that. Uh, if there's wrongdoing and breaking Equal the law, justice it, under know, the law, you got to have it, you know, held accountable. But what we're talking about with the Fifth Circuit is that um, uh, the Fifth Circuit voided a federal law that prohibited uh, unlawful drug users from possessing firearms. And that's the statute that uh, Hunter Biden was really uh, brought up on. Um, and now the Fifth Amendment is saying, you know, this statute, which stated that any unlawful user of or addicted to any controlled substance, including marijuana, uh, were prohibited from possessing a gun. And now a three judge panel uh, has decided that um, the case, uh, which was decided by the Supreme Court, uh, now invalidates that. And, you know, you can no longer have that uh, statute on the on the books, at least applied. Let me understand. Uh, so let me ask. Let me go slow to go fast. They're citing the gun case that the, the Supreme Court cited, settled last year. Um, that was the New York case that was basically you can't. You can't outlaw guns, you right. know, in, in, as, as strictly as some states were doing it. And the Fifth Circuit is now claiming that that ruling should apply to drug addicted people or formerly drug addicted people. Correct. Now, and that's the, you know, the Bruin case, which uh, sort of strengthened the rights, uh, the gun ownership rights um, under the Constitution. And is now saying, you know, you can't necessarily say someone who uh, may have been addicted or had an issue with controlled substances, you know, completely banned from owning a firearm. Uh, you know, so it's it's sort of a speculative uh, notion that you're, you're, you're saying someone who may have had an issue with controlled substances uh, is going to be um, on a controlled substance when they're owning their gun and they could be oh, Possibly Who brought this case to the Fifth Circuit? Was it because it had to be appealed to be there? Was it somebody that was losing their their rights to gun ownership at the lower level? Right. There was a case which was the uh, Daniel U.S. v. Daniels, and it dealt with someone who uh, had a uh, I, I believe a marijuana charge in their past, and uh, they challenged the law, uh, saying that they're gun ownership rights were being sort of trampled on here uh, because of that charge dealing with marijuana. Uh, and now it percolated up. And now with this court, uh, with this court's decision, it's basically saying that, uh, no, you cannot necessarily uh, invalidate the statute and you can't stop someone who may have had a, a drug issue in the past from owning a firearm if everything else checks out. Um. That's an interesting ruling because I think even common sense people would say that addicts or people that are, you know, on controlled substances uh, should not be allowed to own or possess guns. Um, that's that's going to be an interesting. So it, is it likely to be appealed by whoever lost at the Fifth Circuit and, and send it back to the court? Because that sounds like something that that somebody on one of the two sides would say, no, let's not, that, we, that, that's not how that Bruin case should be applied. Yeah, no, I would imagine that someone's gonna, there's gonna be an, uh, an appellate, you know, uh, uh, process going forward uh, with the DOJ or what have you, but I, I'm, I'm not sure 
uh, given the Bruin case now, whether that would be successful. So if this case ends so up being heard by the Even Supreme if they Court, appealed it, the, ju the justices may say, we've already spoken on that and we're going to let that sit for now. Right, because arguably this is a decision that is in line with Bruin. Gotcha. So, so it's more likely than not that now that Bruin has passed, that this they wouldn't now, even take it on appeal. Would be off the books. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, we got just a couple of minutes before our next break. Uh, there's a there's a new law that Georgia has put forward that will require minors to get parents' permission to join social media. <laughs> Thought. Thoughts on such legislation, Mr. Ansari? So I I actually would support that because uh, I'm very afraid of how uh, social media is going to affect my kids. My kids are uh, seven years old and three going on four in September. And, you know, it's terrifying to see how social media has uh, really interjected itself into the way, uh, you know, people are growing up as, as children, right? Like, you know, the adolescence the bullying online the content online is really disturbing at times so i would be supporting a law that would uh, limit the ability of a child uh, to access social media uh, without a parent somehow authorizing it it's almost how you would have parental controls on the television right yeah. those were things that are are now decades old uh, parental supervision and parental controls to sort of limit what a child could watch. Here, I would support something that would limit the ability of a child uh, to go online, access certain things on social media, what have you. Yeah, I, my kids are just slightly older than yours and I'm in the same boat. Um, and for some reason, I've been able to keep my 13 year old, he, he, he has a laptop through his school program. He has access to YouTube in a controlled account that he can't just get free access to everything on YouTube. It's it's a monitored uh, YouTube access, um, and he's got a few buddies that he plays Minecraft with, um, you know, on the iPad virtually with each other. From but that's about his extent of social media at this point. And if I can keep it from growing at all, I'm more than willing to do that because it's uh, it's a tricky world. And you know that the danger in it, Imran, is that it brings social media you know we talked about the metaverse for a few like a half second there because zuckerberg was so intent on creating the metaverse it's really true the internet is a microcosm of the entire universe and so whatever's out in the universe can be brought to your computer screen uh, via that web and um if parents are not on their game you know, their kids are going to be vulnerable uh, from it. So I would support uh, that law as well. Very interesting stuff. When we come back, a story out of the University of Nebraska on the issue of race and filmmaking. Don't go away. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. A federal appeals court has ruled that drug, make, drug users shouldn't automatically be banned from having guns, marking the latest sign of upheaval in the nation's firearm legal landscape and raising questions about a law cited in the case against Hunter Biden. The opinion handed down Wednesday overturned the conviction of a Mississippi man finding past drug use shouldn't automatically ban people from possessing guns. The ruling raises questions about the future of the law, which has also been expected to play a part in the plea deal for Hunter Biden, the president's son. A senior U.N. official says days of fighting in the largest Palestinian refugee camp in Lebanon displaced several hundred families, destroyed up to 400 houses, and left half the camp still off limits and considered a hot area. More details at srnnews.com. Sponsored by Route 22 Toyota who reminds you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, experience the smart way to buy with Route 22 Toyota. You're smart, you're busy, and don't have time to waste on the mainstream media cycle. Salem News Channel breaks that cycle. Topics that matter from hosts worth watching. Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. Salem News Channel, not like the other guys. Watch anytime on any screen, free, 24-7. Find everything you need to know at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. 
Increase your investment knowledge in a unique way this year. Join us on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise, along with The Money Show. Visit EagleFinancialCruise.com for details and to secure your cabin. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Mike Gallagher here. Time is running out to join us in Israel this fall. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to Israel in October with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to stand with Israel. We'll visit amazing places in the Holy Land designed to encourage and captivate you at every turn. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. In Israel, we'll explore some of the most fascinating sites from religious and political history. We'll walk the same streets that Jesus walked in Jerusalem, tracing back the steps of Jesus and the disciples. We'll float in the Dead Sea with all its healing and rejuvenating effects. We'll visit the Western Wall, a spiritual experience you'll always remember fondly. No other trip will be like this one. Sign up today to travel with Dennis Prager and yours truly, Mike Gallagher, to Israel. Call 855-565-5519. That's 855-565-5519. Or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. On 9-11, 2,977 people lost their lives. And today, 9-11 related illnesses continue to take lives. Yet an entire generation knows little to nothing about our nation's darkest day. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is righting this wrong by educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about 9-11 with scripted social studies lessons, activities, and background for teachers. A speaker's bureau for classrooms with access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, and loved ones. A mobile exhibit, a tractor trailer that's an interactive museum with 9-11 artifacts. And Russell F. Siller Memorial Scholarships for the Children of Program Recipients. We must educate future generations. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. It's T, the number two, T.org. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, and we're back. It's the it's the end of a long legal day for one Mr. Imran Ansari. Um, I was I don't often like dig way down into the deep archives of the legal stories that are out there, but there was one that was a little bit more obscure that caught my eye today, and it's out of the University of Nebraska, and they're being hit with a civil rights complaint over one of their courses there. What's what's the details? Yeah, so, you know, the University of Nebraska has a filmmaking program, uh, which was, uh, it, it was a black public media residency program, and it was really targeted in admitting uh, students of African-American descent, black students into this program. And it's being challenged. There's a civil rights law uh, lawsuit that has been filed, really evoking, you know, the 14th Amendment Civil Rights Act um, and challenging this program because it's race based in terms of who's being admitted to the program. And I think, you know, we're, we're seeing the uh, end of affirmative action as we know it, uh, based on the ruling coming down from the Supreme Court. And I think that's this is in line uh, of what I'd like to say is a, a legal challenge to all things race-based in the educational uh, sphere. Um, and it doesn't surprise me that this this lawsuit is being filed, especially after the ruling from the Supreme Court. But, you know, in, in general, I, we're moving away from, uh, we, although we are promoting diversity and, and all educational institutions should have diverse student bodies, uh, you can't be uh, excluding members of that student body and making a program or a, you know, a whatever this sort of filmmaking residency program was, uh, the admission to that program based right. on race. Well, you know? and the thing that, that struck me about this, and before I worked in New York, I worked in Chicago for a long time, and um, this story reminded me of a lot of the, quote, civil rights leadership that I would work with uh, over there because there was always like, 
well, this has to be done. And their argument would basically be because our people are too poor and too stupid to, to take advantage of other opportunities. And I always thought that was pretty racist in and of itself, but that was being perpetrated by the leaders of the civil rights community. So you're like, right. you're not going to argue with Jesse Jackson if he's saying he's too dumb and too poor to be able to figure it out. All that to say, when I read the the argument from the, 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 the guy that is the president of what they call the Equal Protection Project, um, he said the program's purpose is to serve black filmmakers, artists, and creative technologists given the, and this is where insert the we're too poor and stupid part, given the well-documented low number of black filmmakers, executive and artists working in that tech in the tech industry and the high cost to acquire specialized equipment, training on emerging software and uh, technological equipment. And I'm like, maybe that was true in the mid 1980s where film banks and you know recorders and cameras and everything was like so obscenely priced now every rapper that's trying to get a youtube channel started has more advanced stuff in his phone than than actual media majors in in universities have and it's and i just don't think a lot of these arguments that were like you know we can't because technology is too expensive or we can't because we we're we're not we're not capable of understanding the the other programs verbiage or whatever and you know where that's all put to rest is that you don't see the the pakistani class exclusive pakistani class for filmmaking or the exclusive chinese class for filmmaking or the exclusive mexican class for like no other group of people do this so why should we continue to be saying, and I think it's racist to do so, but why should we continue to say on the institutional level, oh, you're too dumb, you're too poor, and you're too unique. That's why we have to have special stuff just for you. Like, to your point, I think that that, that day has come and gone, in my opinion. You know, absolutely. And, and you know, it's it's the exclusion of, of others and making a, a decision that uh, is discriminatory when you are excluding uh, members of other ethnic uh, or religious or what have you right. uh, groups from participating in a certain program, which is receiving uh, funding with federal funding and then now implicating, you know, constitutional questions there. You know, there's no uh, there's no issue with having, say, like a group, you know, an extracurricular activity group or, uh, you know, a, a a filmmaker group uh, that, you know, is catering to a certain demographic or a certain race. Well, just, I know some you know, film schools have like a Bollywood minor that people can come and learn and right. learn how to make Bollywood films. OK, that's great, but you can't exclude everybody that's not Indian or, or exactly. Middle Eastern from taking right. it. So there may be white kids or black kids that want to take that class and they want to make Bollywood films. Let them come in and take the class. You've solved the problem. This yeah. the problem yeah. here was you ain't in because you're not like me and that's right. and that's where it all yeah. breaks down and that's where and that's where you could run afoul of the law uh and the protections we have against discrimination which are very important yeah. and it's important to uphold those protections and the law no matter what race so well said we'll dr and sorry we're going to talk with our good friends at plaza college coming up next and then he's got tips for your uh, uh, esquire etiquette this week stay with us This is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. 
Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca Raton. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very Thank fortunate you. to have a great American story, Thank Joe Piscopo. Uh, Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970, The Answer. If you're paying too much for your Medicare supplement, and you very well could be, if your plan is through the liberal AARP, you want to stop doing business with woke companies, then do business with AMAC. They are the alternative to the AARP. AMAC's Medicare Advisory Service is the gold standard of quality, the gold standard of service. Working with AMAC's licensed, experienced advisors will be well worth your time. These terrific people are dedicated to answering all your questions about Medicare. They'll explain your options. They'll help you choose a plan that suits your health needs and your budget. Don't get caught up in the confusion of Medicare. Your consultation with a knowledgeable AMAC advisor is free of any financial commitment or leftist agenda. You could end up saving on your Medicare insurance like so many others have done. So visit them today. Go to www.amac.us slash Gallagher. That's it. amac.us forward slash Gallagher. And learn all about how you could save a lot of money with Medicare uh, thanks to our friends at AMAC. amac.us forward slash Gallagher. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Ooh, what a little moonlight can do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. Ooh, what a little moonlight can do to you. All right, and as uh, promised, we uh, every uh, so often uh, get to interact with the the staff, the faces, the personalities of those at Plaza College doing such great work in uh, several areas of study. Uh, but what we have talked about and what we have featured on the show lately is their school of court reporting. And someone who uh, that passion is very close to her heart is Karen Santucci, who runs the entire thing. And she's back with us. Hello, Karen. Hi, Kevin. How you doing? The last time we were together, we were on the campus at Plaza and we were um, I was blown away by your students, by your faculty, by the staff of the school. I mean, just I could not be more effusive than to say that when I went there, it blew me out of the water. And what a fantastic night we had that night. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the students are still talking about it. It was amazing. It was amazing. And, you it know, was the first time we've done it. We haven't done it in person since COVID. So it was so great to be back in the school and be around everybody and just be able to hug people and say hello. It was wonderful. Sure. Tell me some of the stories that come out of the symposium on court reporting, because there's there's uh, important people there from the state courts and from the city courts that are looking for court reporters. Do you have any stories out of this year's symposium? Well, the, the main story is to let those people know that we do have students in school. You know, that's always the big question. I mean, I, I just last week I was, got a call from um, the Bronx uh, grand jury, the supervisor over there, because they were not at our symposium. And she was asking me, she said, oh, do we have students coming out? Because, you know, the higher ups are worried that we might have to resort to digital because there's no more people going into the field. And I told her, absolutely not. In fact, they sent her over a couple of students already for interviews. So <laughs> that is that is the issue, is just to let people know this is still a vital uh, 
profession and they, we are getting the word out. You know, right now we started doing those A to Z classes. It was once a month. The last, in, over the summer, we've been doing them twice a month. So we are getting people interested. We're getting people enrolled and, and we're getting people out of the program and into the field, which is wonderful. Well, and one of the things that impressed me, I mean, we've had a lot of conversations on this show about the court reporting program now, so I'm far more educated on it than I was when we started having those conversations. But it is a lucrative field that someone who can get trained and get trained fairly quickly can go from doing something else that they may not enjoy that much to having a really fulfilling career and a good salary coming in in a short period of time. Talk about the process. So the program itself is a two-year program, you know, and since it's skill-based, depending on the student and how much time they practice, they can do it in less than two years or a little bit more than two years. But the bottom line is because of the great need, they have lessened the amount of work experience to get into the court system. So for those that, you know, we have freelance, which is wonderful, and you could, you know, make your own schedules, but for those that want that court position and to get all the benefits and that high salary, just six months of work experience, you could go right into lower court. And in the New York area, down in the city, that starting starting salary is just shy of 90,000 plus transcripts. So that's a wonderful starting uh, salary for someone with a two-year college degree. And, and, and again, this, this is an amazing job. It's not boring. Every day you're in the middle of like, these stories and these right. crimes and you know you're in the middle of everything well and explain you just mentioned the transcripts uh, i know what you mean but there may be people tuned in that are just hearing this for the first time the transcripts and owning their transcripts and having possession of their transcripts is a very lucrative part of the the deal too right so you know as as a court reporter you work on that steno machine you take down the testimony in steno but after that, that testimony is transcribed into a transcript, which the attorneys, the judges, they pay for that by the page. So for that transcript, you get paid by the page. And if there's multiple attorneys, it's multiple, you know, money keeps adding up. Yeah. And, and again, when you mentioned how, you know, it's their possession because few years- And you own it forever. So if your case is referenced right. by a court five years from now, 10 years from now, they yes. come back and you get paid on it again. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So it, it, it's always it's always your property and they will come back and ask for it and you charge again. Now, I just voiced a brand new commercial for Plaza and it mentions the A to Z program and you just made mention of it a second ago. It's um, you're taking enrollment again. Talk to us about what that is and how it works and why people should maybe go sign up for it right now. Okay, because of the dire need for court reporters, uh, few years ago, the National Court Reporters Association came up with this free class because they felt, give people an opportunity to see what the steno machine is all about, how we write phonetically before they sign up and enroll in a class. So we offer this free class at Plaza, with almost now we're doing it twice a month. So you can just sign up, uh, you can access um, the Steno keyboard. If you don't have a machine, you could uh, download it on the iPad. And what we do at Plaza, we have these little tiny machines that call a tiny mod that you can hook up to your laptop. And it has the, it's just the keyboard, but you can get the feel of the Steno machine. And we do this course for uh, four sessions. We go through the whole alphabet. We, we let students get the feel of how to work the steno machine, the dexterity of the fingers, and they have a good idea if this is for them or not, which, which is great because then when they come into school, they're ready to go and they're excited. So it, it's a wonderful, wonderful program. It's free. It's a free and offering. If you, free offering and you just have to contact uh, Plaza College. It's info at plazacollege.edu. Speak to one of our, of our admission reps and I am in every one of the classes. So I sit in with one of my faculty. We do hands-on. We have, you know, we're on, a, it's, it's virtual of course, but we're on a Zoom and we have the little tiles. We see everybody's hand placements and we're, it's really a great, a great way to see if, if this is something you'd like to do. So friends, I, I don't want to uh, underestimate this. Uh, this could really give you uh, kind of an, you know, an unexpected insight into something that you could do completely differently than what you're doing now and begin to make 
uh, a really nice living for yourself. There are multiple people that were there at the symposium that night that we have had on the show that have all said, I wasn't looking for this when it came along, but it came along and it changed my life. Um, the our steno influencer is one of them. She's like she's now she's an advocate trying to get other people to become stenographers. So yes. uh, send that email to info at plazacollege.edu info at plazacollege.edu and just say you want to sign up for the A to Z program. Karen Santucci, we appreciate everything that you're doing. Thank you for hosting us. We had a great time. Can't wait to come back sometime. And thanks for being with us tonight. Thank you so much, Kevin. You got it. That's info at plazacollege.edu, info at plazacollege.edu, and reference the A to Z program. Kevin McCullough and Imran Ansari coming back with Imran's legal tips for the night next. We can tell you about the incredible success we bring to local businesses, but it's better when it comes directly from our satisfied clients. Here's just one example. After searching for a new vendor to handle my search marketing campaign, I contacted Salem Surround after seeing the great work they did for another restoration company in the different market. Their team of experts recommended a mix of multiple tactics designed to get my business the most quality leads at the lowest cost, making my marketing budget stretch further. In our first year partnering with Salem Surround, we recorded our best year to date, and I've told many people how blessed I was to find them. The representative answered the phone every time I called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns concerns I had. Let Salem Surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing. Then we come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs. Google Salem Surround New York and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. Take your investment knowledge to new heights this year on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Join us along with The Money Show on a luxury voyage to the Caribbean and learn from top financial experts like George Gilder and Mark Skelson through workshops and seminars. Relax and refresh, all while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Secure your spot today at EagleFinancialCruise.com. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College for some time. But Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And I'd like to offer congratulations to the first graduating cohort of nursing students. The first cohort began with 20 students and 18 successfully completed. What an accomplishment. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's incredible. For additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study like their School of Business or Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's P-L-A-Z-A college dot E-D-U. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article, so I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. This is my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names, and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Tap into our big names to help grow your business. To find out more about it, reach out to our general sales manager, Laura Schaefer, by calling 212-857-9639. Thank you for finally noticing. AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once more from New York Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, final few minutes of legal night here on uh, Radio Night Live. So glad to have you with us. I'm Kevin McCullough. He's Imran Ansari, a partner at uh, ABK Law, uh, Idala, Bertuna, and Kamens. If you are looking for a law firm to represent you from the criminal side to the civil side, they are the best law firm in New York City to handle that. And he is the head of the civil litigation department. So he's a very, very important guy and former criminal guy. So he knows both uh, sides of it pretty well. Imran, what's your tip for us tonight? I'm going to talk about uh, uh, something that 
you may have in your day-to-day uh, experiencing, especially if you're a business owner and you have partners, right? So uh, one case that I was dealing with today, other than the gun case, um, was a dispute between two business partners. And it's important that if you are partnering up uh, in business with someone else, that you make sure that you paper it all up in terms of uh, you know, the arrangement that you have uh, with your business partner, the percentages of ownership of a particular business, uh, and that you have an operating agreement and things like that to make sure that you are covered uh, to both understand what uh, both you and your business partner's responsibilities are, but also to uh, understand that relationship if uh, there is an issue that arises and you find yourself in a dispute with your business partner. Uh, and if you have that all in, in a document, in an uh, agreement, then you're gonna have a, a, an easier time navigating uh, an unfortunate, let's say, dissolution of that business between uh, you and your partner or any dispute that may arise. So you wanna talk to an attorney who's skilled in uh, assisting corporate clients and commercial clients uh, and making sure that you are properly papered up, if you will, and you have a business ag uh, agreement with your business partner uh, that will take all possibilities into consideration. Well, and I want to ask a quick follow-up on that because we've only got 90 seconds left, but if you started out as, say, a single owner LLC, but you took on a partner like after you began, or you're just starting one up from scratch now, th that's the time to have the conversations uh, with not only your partner, but you know your attorney and your legal team to make sure everybody's well taken care of. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You want to get that uh, in writing and the documents, the proper documents in place. Uh, if you are either bringing someone in on an existing business, an, an existing uh, LLC, and uh, or you're going to convert that into a different corporate entity, if you will, to reflect the fact that you now have business partners, that's something you want to consult with a, a, a skilled attorney to make sure that you are covered and you are protected, uh, both you and your business partner. Yeah. Well, Imran, you've you've done about 150 hours of uh, media today, and you've you've put in a good 10 or 20 on your day job. So I think you, you've earned the the rest of the night to go get a little bit of rest. Thank you for being back, well, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, Kevin. You know, I represent the uh, the rapper 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson, and if I muster up the energy, uh, I have some tickets, uh, courtesy of the client, to go see him at the Barclays Center tonight. Wow. So, uh, so you're going to burn it at both ends, man. Good yeah. for you. Well, wearing a suit at the Barclays for 50 cents. Yeah. Well, you'll, <laughs> you'll represent well. Hey, yeah. Imran, always good to see you, man. Likewise, Kevin. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, yep. Friends, tomorrow night we've got uh, the fun Friday edition. Christine Nicholas is back from her little jaunt away, and I hope that you will join us. We'll see you then. The preceding program was pre recorded. It's Legal Night on Radio Night Live, sponsored by Plaza College. If you're looking for a lucrative career in court reporting and captioning, check out Plaza College. Go to plazacollege.edu. With over 100 years of law enforcement and his family's blue blood, Tommy Setner gives a just-the-facts, bird's-eye street perspective on all things current events, politics, law enforcement, and entertainment. Joined by Robin DeLore, producer and entertainer. The Tommy Setner Show. Buckle up, America. Listen to The Tommy Setner Show with Robin DeLore weekdays at noon on AM 970, The Answer. This is Dennis Prager. Visit the Holy Land with me, Mike Gallagher, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like the Stand with Israel Tour. Call 855-565-5519 or visit standwithisraeltour.com. Like AM 970, The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com Did you listen to our podcasts? Hear them now on our website at AM970TheAnswer.com From the studios of AM970 The Answer on Broadway and Wall Street in Manhattan. This is WNYM. Hackensack, New Jersey.